G'day, I'm Osher Ginsberg, and I want to welcome you to the latest IKEA podcast series, Behind the Brand, the co-workers of IKEA. Join me as we take a peek inside the big blue box and get to know the people at the heart of the IKEA brand. We'll hear stories from co-workers as they take us on a journey through the IKEA culture and values, the very essence of what makes IKEA, IKEA. We'll also learn more about what IKEA stands for as a business, including climate action, equality, and supporting the communities in which it operates. Today, we'll be speaking with Matt Priestley, shopkeeper for home decoration, home textiles, rugs, and activities at IKEA Adelaide. Okay, so Matt, I've got five questions for you. We're going to go through them pretty quick. I want you to just answer straight from your limbic system, mate. Don't think about it. Just boom. All right? All right. Most delicious IKEA food product. Oh, the sour cream and onion chips that we sell downstairs in the Swedish food market. Amazing. Didn't even hesitate. <laughs> What's one thing about IKEA most people don't know but should know? Oh, the um, the IKEA catalogue is distributed in over 50 countries and it's actually more widely read than the Bible. Brilliant. Your favourite place to go on holiday? Oh, York Peninsula. My partner's um, family's from up there. York Peninsula is on the coast in South Australia, and that's a beautiful spot for swimming, fishing, crabbing, all of the water sports, and just camping and lighting a fire and toasting marshmallows. <laughs> At the moment, what's your favorite film? Oh, so my favorite film of all time will be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. came out in the 80s. Yeah, that would be my favorite film of all time. For you, what's the best part about working at IKEA? Oh, definitely the people, yeah. Love the people I work with. So for people who haven't been to the IKEA store in Adelaide, can you tell us where it is? Yeah, it's actually right next to the airport. So as soon as you land, you just look over the uh, runway there and you, you'll see our bigger IKEA sign poking up there across the car park. So yeah, we've been here for about 14 years now, 15 years. So I left Adelaide in 98. I don't think there was an IKEA there then. No, there wasn't. So uh, it's opened in 2006. That's right. So I remember that was a... A landmark moment when I traveled back there with Australian Idol. We landed and I saw an Ikea. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, Adelaide has arrived. Look at us, up and coming state. Yep. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's such a mark upon a city when it gets a major Ikea store, isn't it? Definitely. So you grew up in Adelaide? I've been here my whole life. Yep, so I'm 32 and lived in Adelaide my whole life. I joined uh, IKEA when I was 18, so straight out of school. So I finished year 12. I was just looking for some casual work over the summer school holidays. And my brother-in-law said, oh, IKEA's coming to SA soon. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll give it a crack. So I'd pl- worked for in fast food for three years prior to that. So I applied to work in the, the food department here at IKEA and didn't get the job. But they picked me up in the sales team. And I'm like, all right, I'll give that a crack. And here I am nearly 15 years later. My plan was just to earn a bit of cash and deferred the uni studies, got into a law course. And then uh, it was just a year later, I'm like, wow, why, why would I go study? This is incredible. It's good income, great people. And yeah, absolutely loved it. Going to the law school, you know, that'll make any parent proud. Tell me about the conversation with your parents around deciding not to pursue that and pursuing this as a career. They could see how happy I was at IKEA. Just some of the stuff I would say when I'd come home from work, I would do this or IKEA does that or the food this or we have our own staff restaurant that. And it just seems incredible where you work. So that, that wasn't too difficult to, to let me know. They're very happy that I'm still here. Oh, that's cool, man. What was the first job that you had at IKEA? Yeah, so you started as a part-time co-worker in the self-serve warehouse downstairs where all the big flat pack boxes are. And that was yeah, a couple of shifts a week. And that was loading customer trolleys, helping fill stock to shelves, answering phones, cleaning up the warehouse, moving stock around with pallet jacks. <laughs> all the fun stuff. 
all the fun stuff and and the store for the first month the store wasn't open so it was just a massive team of co-workers with no customers and it was just very much building all the furniture ready for the customers so tell me a little bit about that because before the store opens i guess it only happens once in a city when a, a new store opens there must be a whole procedure about putting the store together and what happens in the weeks leading up to that because you're on the inside i've got no idea what happens yeah, absolute chaos. So frantically getting ready for we have the deadline of the grand opening on the I think it's the twentieth of April. So it's making sure all the the furniture is all in top shape. Every single price tag is on every single product. All the shelves are full. Um, all the food teams are ready to go. We do, we do a, a couple of test days where we invite our friends and family over, and they just get a sneak preview so we can iron out any bugs and go through all the motions with buying a product and returning a product, exchange returns counters. So from the start of the store all the way through to the end, we just test every function. And a week later, we have the grand opening. We can, we're can we good to go. But yeah, it is frantic getting everything done. There's long hours. We have you know, people staying back late to get displays finished. We have interior designers. We have contractors in, painting everything, laying floors, that, yeah, you name it. And then obviously hundreds of shipping containers coming in to fill all the racking with the stock. Before the customers arrived, when you've got the whole store to yourself, that's a real chance for you and the team to bond, right? Absolutely, 100%. Yep, a lot of banter. We did uh, have a lot of celebrations, that's for sure. How did that connection with your co-workers change how you felt about going to work? Well, it wasn't a job. I never felt it was a, a job. I was never and still never upset to come into work you know I'm here pumped ready on a Monday morning it's, it's not a chore I, I enjoy coming to work I enjoy the challenge I enjoy a lot of my best mates I work here with my best mates you know I had a colleague that I live with for quite a while still she still works here today so it's, it's a it's a family it's a community love how close we are we, we have a social network team that we play in um, I'm captain on uh, the team that we play so yeah it, it is good wing defense center don't i do not stop. Oh, of course, I, I have to be center. I, I, <laughs> Come on. I, I love running around nonstop. So, yeah, it's it's absolutely me. <laughs> I was WD. That's where I really excelled. I don't know about you, man, but social netball was one of the most intense physical games I've ever played in my life. 100%. Such a good workout. Better than any gym session I do. I played basketball for a bit as well, and definitely netball takes the cake, I think, with that. Ikea is quite renowned actually for being big on equality, big on diversity, big on inclusion. This is important to you. Can you can you tell us why? Yeah, so uh, I came out uh, when I was working at IKEA about six years ago and I think the first people that I came out to were my IKEA colleagues and that's because of the, the trust and the support that I know my IKEA family has. And IKEA is very big on culture and values and very much an industry leader when it talks about supporting diversity and celebrating differences. You know, don't leave your personality at the door. It's all about being your true self. So for me, coming out a couple of years back, I was very lucky and, and felt that I'm in a safe environment to do that. It's quite an interesting story when I took out uh, two of my colleagues to dinner and we're talking about the name Danny and Danny could be a guy or a girl's name and I, I remember telling him about oh yeah so I went on this dinner and this talking to someone and yeah the name's Danny and I didn't drop he or she in, in all that and they were yeah and then it got to the conversation they, they said oh so what, what does she do and I'm like oh well he he does this and, this, and they're like what come again what, what did you say and then there's this 
pause and then it was just sort of tears, laughter. We got up from the table. There was hugs and it was just at a restaurant in the city. And um, it was such a beautiful moment. And yeah, I, I really love that story. And similar to my best mate, when I told him as well, um, use the same sort of story. And it was sort of like a game of guess who, you know, is, is your person wearing glasses? Is, it, is he wearing a blue t-shirt? Is, is this person female? Yeah, right. And like, no. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was awesome too. What do you think it does? You know, I shop at Ikea. I'm a human being, so therefore I shop at Ikea. <laughs> you know, in fact, the Billy bookcase behind me is, uh, is case in point. I built that. What do you think it means for a customer to come to a store and see other people that reflect them? and their experience working there, whether they be of a similar cultural background or, or a similar sexual orientation or, you know, a similar quite visible, like they might be wearing a headscarf or something. What does it do for a customer to see other people who reflect their experience working at this store? Uh, it makes them feel at home. Uh, listeners can't see this, but yeah, I've got my rainbow little badge on there. You know, we encourage coworkers to wear them. It makes customers feel at home. It makes them feel they're valued, they're respected. The coworkers bring their personality to work. You know, coworkers have dyed hair, we have piercings that you can be your whole self at IKEA. And I think that would put a warm feeling in customers' minds when that when they walk in through the store. From the people greeter all the way through to the sales coworkers, through to the, the checkout staff and the guys at the exit of the store. And there is so much diversity in this workplace with different nationalities working together and, and a, a good balance of male and female throughout the store as well. So along the way, obviously, you've had a couple of different roles at IKEA. You're a leader team now. How many people are in your team? When I was managing the sales of warehouse, I might have had a team of about up to 15. I've managed some departments in the showroom area where I put the, the sofas and office furniture are, and that would have been uh, probably about 12 to 15. I'm downstairs at the moment in the market hall, and I think I have a team of around 10 co-workers. And you're working in the home decoration, the textiles, the rugs, all that business down there? Exactly right. Yep. And then the add-ons area. So that's sort of just a, the activities across the store, different pockets of the store I look after. But yeah, so I've been in that role for about three years now. One of the things that does set IKEA apart, I guess, is they have these, you know, these this value system that they they train everybody up in. One of the values that I'm quite interested in is the not only giving responsibility, but also taking responsibility. Can you kind of walk me through some examples of, of how that might work within your team? So giving my team responsibility, because I've got such a large department to run, I would not be able to get through all the, all the work and the task without giving my team a lot of ownership and responsibility. But doing that, it means when I take periods of leave or days off, I, you know, things don't fall down. They've got that ownership that they can make decisions without me. Good example, recently I went to Kangaroo Island to support with defence uh, with the bushfires. Uh, I work for the Army Reserves part-time. I suddenly had to leave and when I come back a month later, things didn't fall down, you know. Things kept kept progressing quite well and it's because giving the team ownership and their responsibility to make decisions, I want them to, to make a decision and if something goes wrong, well, we'll learn from that. They'll make a mistake and we'll go through together, but no one's going to get in trouble for having a crack at IKEA. And that's the best. That's the beauty about it. Everyone can have a crack. For me, taking responsibility and making decisions, perfect example over the last couple of months with the, the COVID-19 crisis, the whole leadership team, we're all sort of in this together. We're building the plane as we're flying it, so to speak. Every day is different. There's new legislation from the governments. There's new requirements that come through from, from IKEA. And we're all juggling that as well as, you know, the people that come into the store. 
It's about stepping up and you know putting on that brave face. And you know, we don't have all the answers. We're not sure how long it will take and what's around the corner. But it's making sure we, we have each other's back and being brave with the decisions you make and standing by them. I enjoy having that responsibility and being one to make those decisions. You were quite a young man when you showed up. Can you recall a time when one of your superiors gave you some responsibility that you thought, you oh, hang on a second, this is a, this is a big deal here? Yeah, I think being one of the younger team leaders early on in my career, sort of in 19 when I first got the team leader role and, and I was managing the warehouse, well, the self-serve warehouse. And so most co-workers were older than me. I would say they were ranging from 30 up to probably 55 was one of the oldest co-workers that I was working with. And so being the younger one and trying to give direction to them, I definitely found that challenging. But having my managers at the time to coach me through that and put me on a development plan I was lucky enough to, to build that confidence and I did a, a deployment and retail management with, with IKEA and that helped me with my decision-making skills and building that confidence. You, know, you can come down to, to the warehouse and have a team of 10, 15 people and need to make some unpopular decisions and I'm just this 19-year-old kid on the, you know, who, who am I to tell these guys that have worked in retail for, for many years? So I remember having some tough times early on when I first started as a, as a leader and that was because, you know, I didn't have any experience prior to that. The store believed in me and gave me the role, knowing that I had the ability to develop. I obviously had the, my management team backing me with that. So yeah, that, that was tough. It took some time. But yeah, worked through that and definitely in a different place now, that's for sure. In your experience, you've been at this for 14 years now. In your experience, what does it do for them when you give them responsibility? Oh, it definitely lets them know that I believe in them and we have faith and, and trust in them. I do not have time to make all the decisions. I need them to just step up and, and make some calls. And I guess they know whatever call they make, I'll have their back and I'll support them through. And if things don't you know, go exactly the right way, we'll work on it together. There's, there's no yelling at IKEA. There's no getting told off. It's, it's okay, what did you learn? How can we do the things differently next time? And that's the whole thing about you know, giving it a crack. And how about their, their development and actually, you know, once they do complete their task and they have achieved it, what does it do for them? Yeah, absolutely. Big sense of achievement and knowing that they're going to get more of this coming their way. I think the coworkers that we work with all thrive on challenge. They love getting involved in, in other areas of the business or get, getting bigger tasks. And yeah, I'm happy to support them with that. But absolutely, it means then they can develop into the next level as well. So you know, from a part-time co-work up to full-time into a range support that we have or a team leader or into a management role, um, there's so many different channels in IKEA. And not just upwards, but you can definitely go sideways as well. And that, that's definitely a, um, a benefit with IKEA just because you're in the, a sales management team doesn't mean you can't move across into the logistics management function or into the food and beverage teams. And many co-workers in our store have done sideways moves and that gives you a better platform to move upwards as well. So talk to me about the other side of that, the taking responsibility, because this is something that, I don't know, passing the buck is a, you know, it's an ancient thing that human, nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be, you know, the one that did the thing that broke the thing, you know? Well, I was like that when I got here. It's the classic line, right? Yeah. Say one of your staff gets something wrong, you encourage them to take responsibility for the mistake. What does that do for them and what does that do for the team? It means that they're going to definitely learn from it. It also won't discourage other coworkers from making, for giving things a go themselves. So if, if they see I make an example of someone and are they stuffed up and they've made a mistake here, well, the other coworkers are not going to try. So we, we never want to do that. We always want them to come to us with new ideas and new concepts. And one of the key things all of our coworkers, including myself, have on our development plans this year is to be 
be entrepreneurial, come up with creative solutions. You know, we're in a very fast-changing environment with e-commerce and, and multi-channel really developing. We want Cocos to come up with new initiatives, especially even times now like COVID crisis. We, we all need to think outside the box to, to survive. We'll never shut down a Coca for coming up with a suggestion or a thought. You mentioned earlier that when you give responsibility to your team, you're, you know, I'm not going to say you're making yourself redundant, but you've built a team that is resilient enough to to work without you if need be. Everybody will remember what happened across the summer here in Australia with the bushfires, which were horrendous. You are a volunteer in the Australian Army Reserves. Tell me about the, you know, the phone call that happened and how quickly you had to make a decision on whether I go to work the next day or whether I put the uniform on and and go out and help people. Yeah, so that wasn't even something I had to think about. It was as soon as I got the call, it was, yep, good to go. I'm, I'm happy to serve and support. So I got the call on the Friday night and then we need to be packed and on onto base on the on the Saturday. And I rang my direct boss here at the store and it wasn't even a question for him. He's absolutely off, off you go, you know, good luck. We'll see you when you're back. There was no concern of like here not freeing me up to go. They're absolutely 100% behind me. And then I, I knew my team would, would step up, rise to the challenge. So yeah, I was good to go with, with a sort of clear mind to deploy and not worry about what's happening back home at the store. And, and that made my experience over supporting uh, the defense much more enjoyable, not having any other stresses. It was just focused on the job that we're all here to do. Yeah. You went and did some work on Kangaroo Island, which as we all know, was quite devastated. Was there any skills that you had were able to bring from your experience at Ikea to that situation? Was there any, you know, any part of what you'd learned through your career that you were able to utilize out in the field? Definitely leadership. So being confident to make decisions, even in, in the unknown circumstances. Because you arrive on the island, we, we don't know what we're walking into. We don't know how bad the conditions are, what tasks we'll be doing. It's sort of you just arrive on the ferry and you'll get briefed as you're going through um, different areas. And definitely the, the confidence and leadership I developed at IKEA has definitely helped me to, to face the unknown. There's always different challenges and we just face them together. So teamwork would be a big thing from from IKEA that I've learnt and that's all what the Defence Force is about is teamwork and working with your, your fellow soldiers on tasks to get it done. It must have been harrowing to, to, to be out there and, you know, you've got your home safe and secure there in, in the middle of a city uh, in Adelaide uh, and to see people that were just so vulnerable and certainly like someone who goes to work every day helping other people make their house a home you know that's it's just at the core of what it is that you do yeah people are making their space livable they're making their space something that reflects who they are they're making their space something that will nourish and nurture their family and to see other people's homes under such threat if not destroyed what was that like for you yeah devastating to seeing the reactions from from families and and the farmers when you walk into a location and have a conversation with them just absolute despair that they They've just got nothing left and you can only just lend, um, you know, just your time to talking to them, console them as best you can. And they've, they've got nothing left. The community spirit was amazing over there. I think one of the days I remember walking up to a property and we were there to deliver some food and water and some supplies to a farmer. And when we walked up, the first thing they offered us was some biscuits and tea and coffee. Oh, you guys must be exhausted. And here's some food. Like, no, we are more than fine. We can help you. You know, they're just that friendly spirit. Such a heartwarming experience for me when I, when I had that. They, you know, they've lost everything and they're giving us some biscuits and a coffee. I know we're, we're good. <laughs> 
It, it It's extraordinary, isn't that? We're told so often by the news and the newspapers and, you know, if you, you know, expose your eyeballs to it, the social media feeds, how different we are and how you're not like me because I vote this way, you vote that way, or your skin's this color or my skin's that color. But at the end of the day, man, you're still human beings. And in those moments, it really brings it out, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. And I remember even the the animals, it's obviously devastating seeing the amount of dead animals and that and just being able to comfort some people when they've lost so much livestock and livelihood with that sort of stuff. Yeah, a very rewarding experience. When I think about what it is I do for a living, if, if people have no idea, my, my day job, I count flowers. <laughs> I work on a show called- you count flowers. I count flowers. <laughs> I count flowers and I dump people on television. That's my job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, ultimately, what I tell people I do is like I, I get to go out of work every day and I get to help people fall in love. And that is a pretty awesome job to have. What is it that you get to go to work every day and do, Matt? In a nutshell, it's making their house become a home. And it's, you know, it's all those little things that make their everyday life easier, happier, simpler from, you know, simple things like selling some textiles to the customer to freshen up the room, whether it's a, a low price throw rug or cushion, something like that. It can be a simple, small purchase or something big. The core value of why IKEA is around is to create a better everyday life for the many people. That's that's why why we exist. That's why we're here. And I feel privileged to be a part of that. One of my favorite things that I get to do at the moment is selling plants. And I say that's cheesy, but I, I love I have a very green thumb. And so I'm manager of the, the plants department as well. So I love selling plants. IKEA is known for Fresh Plant Fridays. So for Fridays is when our live delivery or fresh delivery of plants comes through. And I love selling plants. That brings so much joy to people. I don't know if you're into a, you got a green thumb yourself, but having greener in your house is so important for your um, health and well-being. And I love being able to do that. My team that I work with are very passionate about that as well. So we, it's such a good buzz doing that. Do people call you up for hints and tips when they your mates, they call you around to say, hey, just come over. It's like, oh, what's this flat pack here? Can you just help me build that, Matt? Yep, absolutely. Uh, anytime they buy from Ikea, I'm always the one that's coming around to help put them together. And I had my niece's birthdays recently and they always get something from Ikea from me. Are you a power tills guy or are you just like straight manuals and, uh, and Allen keys? Allen key, yep. That's all I need. Alan Kim, good to go. Got plenty of years experience using them. <laughs> yeah, I, find that I just find them too fiddly. My fat fingers. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I, I get the I get the Ryobi in there. Whoop, whoop, boom! I'm a carpenter. <laughs> there you go. It sounds to me like you're pretty happy working there. Yeah, I definitely am. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been here for so many years, just over 14 years now, actually 14 and a half years. I've, I've changed roles so many times from working to the warehouse to running departments in the showroom to working in the market hall area. I had a period there was um, one of the girls on maternity leave. So I took responsibility for uh, the commercial activities department and, and run the activities and sort of promotion area for a while. I don't get bored. That's probably the, the key thing at IKEA that's if you're getting bored of IKEA, you're doing it wrong. So many tasks and projects you can get involved with. What excites you about what's to come with working here? The new products. So every three months, we release a collection of new products. And there's hundreds of the new products that come into the store, probably thousands now. So I always look forward to, to them. And I always have a sneak preview of the images and the, the packages that are coming through. So I see them a few months in advance. And that's always very, very exciting. I love sharing that with my team to, to get them motivated and pumped for, for what's coming up. That side of things is probably one of the best things about being able to work here. 
But then the other thing is is the the career progression. So I know I have a long career ahead of me. I have a long career behind me already. But yeah, I still got um, lots of things I can achieve with IKEA. Move upwards, move sideways. Uh, we're always always growing, and and with multi channel and e commerce at the moment, it's just going gangbusters. So there's a lot of different roles that are that don't even exist today that will be created in the future to to keep up with the the growing demand. What about on a like a kind of like a, a larger level on a, on a on a kind of beyond the store beyond the country like company wide level? What excites you about the direction that the company's heading? So beyond Australia, I would love to get involved in the project with New Zealand. So IKEA has uh, got the rights to develop and grow that market in there. So I'd love to get on board with the expansion project over in New Zealand, and that will be coming up in the near future. I think that's probably where my next stepping stone would be. Yeah. From a more of a global point of view, what's exciting is the sustainability initiatives that IKEA is getting involved with, you know, with all the, the carbon footprints that we're looking at reducing from the renewable materials that we're investing in and our wind farm technologies. The goal of 2030, by having all of our plastics that we use to be 100% recyclable or from recycled products. So it's, it's a, a very responsible company to be working with and they have a very good future ahead. So that idea of giving responsibility and taking responsibility is not just personal it sounds like it's a you know on a on a global level yeah 100% we have a responsibility to do the right thing with recycling reuse reduction all those um processes it's a pretty big deal when a company doesn't wait to be told they need to do it by a government you know a lot of the you know yeah. some companies would be would be pushed or prodded or dragged kicking and screaming towards some sort of compliance with an environmental regulation but what does it feel like to work for a company that's like, nah, we're just going to do this? We're always on the forefront with that sort of stuff. Simple things like last year when it's not legislation, but a lot of people are starting to talk about single-use plastics and, and straws and that. So we've scrapped ours. We've got rid of the, the single-use and the all paper straws. Or we've got bamboo straws or metal and reusable straws. So it's good at all these little initiatives that we that we're always coming up with. There's an uh, initiative we started a couple of years ago with the buyback service. So rather than ditching your old IKEA furniture, you can bring it back to the store. We'll buy it off of you. If you even if you've used it for many, many years, we'll buy it back depending on the condition. You'll get a credit to the, the value of what we think the condition is in. and uh, We'll reuse that. We can resell it. Um, and then you can come in and buy something new. So it's all very, very much a circular process. And it's, yeah, really good. So the idea of not only giving responsibility, but taking responsibility for, as you mentioned, it's a significant footprint around the world that IKEA inhabits and to take responsibility for, you know, when something that big moves in one direction, that there's going to be, there's going to be effects of that. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and we're very much on the forefront with that. So there's always new technologies that we're developing and new manufacturing processes. And yeah, it's exciting to always see what, we, what they're coming up with next. I'm very lucky to do my job because my job, because of the nature of it, people, complete strangers, they recognize me and then they feel familiar to me. And then I get to have conversations with people I would otherwise never speak to and find out about their lives. And I personally find it fascinating. I have so enjoyed this time with you today, not just because I have done my time in Adelaide and I, you know, I lived there for quite a while and, you know, to connect with someone from Adelaide and hear your glorious Adelaide accent. Um, it's brilliant. It's, it's my, our last bachelor was from Adelaide. I'd always pay him out about his 25-letter alphabet because he doesn't have the letter L in it. I have a feeling you went to my... Primary school because I went to, well, I went to primary school with Matthew Agnew and his brother David Agnew. I reckon I reckon it's him. 
That's the Adelaide game. I can guarantee it is. <laughs> uh, I adore it. Um, you're you're the best. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and for sharing your extraordinary story with us. Uh, 14 years is a is a cracking career, and the the service you provide to not only your the company but also your co-workers but also the community the work you're doing with the reserves that's just that's really inspiring stuff man really really grateful to to get to know you and spend time with you today mate thank you very much i've really enjoyed it and thanks for spending the time yeah it's a good experience Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Brand, the co-workers of IKEA. Make sure you subscribe to hear the next episode. Thanks for listening. 